Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Iceberg Recap, your home for Pittsburgh Penguins game recaps and analysis. You can find us on Inside the Penguins on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Pittsburgh Penguins 2, Ottawa Senators 5. The Penguins unable to parlay their momentum from their 4-0 victory over the Colorado Avalanche into a two-game winning streak as the Ottawa Senators down them. But 5-2 isn't really emblematic of the way that this one played out at PPG Paints Arena on Saturday night. The Pittsburgh Penguins were the better team for the large majority of this one, just unable to finish on their opportunities. And transversely, the Ottawa Senators did just that. They finished on the few opportunities that they were given by the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of that was mental lapses. Chris Letang took a bad penalty early in this game. Sidney Crosby took a bad cross-checking penalty. Eric Carlson's penalty in the third was questionable, and I think you could tell by Mike Sullivan's reaction on the bench when it happened. But some of those mental mistakes wound up leading to opportunities and goals for the Ottawa Senators. And the other half of that was Tristan Jari playing 100% the worst game that he has had all season long. But you look at the other side, and you do have to give some credit to the Ottawa Senators in this one. They played the perfect road game. You hold down the fort in the defensive zone. They did give up opportunities, but good goaltending and smart play is what's going to get you wins on the road in this league, and and that's what the Senators did to a T. Jonas Corposalo had a really stellar outing against the Pittsburgh Penguins. We'll get to him in a little bit as well, but it wasn't just holding down the fort. They were able to cash in on the few opportunities they had, especially in that first period. The Pittsburgh Penguins were absolutely shelling the Ottawa Senators. They were completely dominating the game, but they still ended up leaving that period down 2 to nothing because the Senators, they capitalized. They got a power play. Scored on that first power play opportunity very quickly. And then a good goal there in the end of the first period by Brady Kachuk. One that Tristan Jari would want to have back. One of multiple goals that Tristan Jari might want to have back. And with that, let's get to the goal recap. If you're watching us on Inside the Penguins on YouTube, you'll see that the graphic is up now. Pittsburgh Penguins, they were looking good early on, but they didn't get any behind Jonas Corposalo instead. It's Ridley Gregg scoring his second of the season to open the scoring on the power play. Claude Giroux picks up the assist in a, in a pass that, you know, Eric Carlson did not defend that well. Uh, I'll say that to say the least. And, and Giroux gets it right through Carlson, who was defending nobody, to Ridley Gregg. And Gregg able to beat Tristan Jari for the opening goal of the game. Jacob Chikrin picks up a secondary assist on that one. A little bit later in the first period, Brady Kachuk, the captain, scores for Ottawa, extending their lead to 2 to nothing. That's his fifth of the year. Giroux once again on the assist, and Tim Stutzla gets in on the action with his seventh assist of the season. Second period begins. The Penguins pushed back a little bit. We're getting the momentum back after going down 2 to nothing, but then they lost it again as Dominic Kubalik scores a goal that really, again, should have been saved by Tristan Jari on that one. This was after a goal review that would have made it 3 to nothing already. The Penguins get lucky. Their, their video coaches get them back within two by challenging the play for offsides and winning that challenge for offsides. But the Pittsburgh Penguins not able to capitalize as they allow that third goal from Kubalik, Ridley Gregg, and Matthew Joseph on the assist for that one, and it was 3 to nothing in favor of the Ottawa Senators. The Penguins get on the board late in the second period, thinking they could maybe come back in this one. Sidney Crosby notches his fifth goal of the young season. Assists go to Brian Rust and Chris Letang, and just like that, the Penguins were within two in the second intermission, but unfortunately, that was the closest they would come in this one. Brady Kachuk 
scores a goal late in the third period, making it 4-1. to one. His sixth of the season is Cisco to Stutzla and Travis Hamannick. Very shortly after it, in fact, the next shift, a breakaway chance for Drake Batherson, and he nets his first of the year, making it 5-1 to one for the Ottawa Senators. The only other goal in this game coming in garbage time, less than a minute to play. Jake Gensel gets his second of the year. Good to see him back on the score sheet as he has been a, a little bit on the uh, the downswing here as he hasn't been able to capitalize his own opportunities but create opportunities for others, on the other hand. He gets his second goal of the season, assists go to Sidney Crosby and Chad Ruweedle picking up his first point of the season. And that is the goal recap, 5-2 to two, the final score. Ottawa takes down the Pittsburgh Penguins, and the Penguins now look to figure things out as they head on the road after one more home game, I should say. We'll get to that uh, at the end of this episode. Obviously, the Penguins finishing their four-game homestand against the Anaheim Ducks on Monday. We'll hope to get a victory there to make it 2-2 two and two on the season-long four-game homestand. But let's get to the three stars of the game in this one. Third star, I'm going to give it to Sidney Crosby. To me, this is the best game that he has played all season long. Yes, picks up a goal and assist, accounts for all of the Penguins' offense pretty much. But I think that there were some games early in the year that you could see that it just wasn't peak Sidney Crosby. It wasn't what you expected from Sidney Crosby in certain instances. In this game from the puck drop, the Sidney Crosby line was the best for the Pittsburgh Penguins, and it seemed like they were the ones that were continually getting the scoring chances for the Pittsburgh Penguins, seemingly because they were. Of the Penguins' 33 scoring chances in this one, the Penguins' first line accounted for 17 of them. That's Crosby, that's Jake Gensel, that's Brian Russ. They were on fire throughout the entire game. They get two goals, very easily could have had another two or three goals, but Jonas Corposalo had a stellar game. And I think when you look at the Penguins through eight games, yes, they're three and five, and that's not a good sign. But one thing that is promising is the fact that Crosby hasn't played his best hockey yet, but still has nine points in eight games. So you know you're still going to get production from Sidney Crosby, but I think you're going to see a little bit more as the season wears on as he continues to get back into his game and what we're typically seeing of the captain here heading into the second 10% of the season as the first 10% came to a close with that eighth game of the season. Second star of the game, you know, I'm going to give it to Brady Kachuk, the captain of the Ottawa Senators. He gets two goals in this one, but it was really a team effort when it came to the offense for the Ottawa Senators. Obviously, they were playing shorthanded, three of their defensemen out of the lineup. I think the, the stat on the game by Josh Getzoff was the third pairing for the Ottawa Senators had a combined eight games played at the NHL, and they all went to the one guy, so... A team effort by the Ottawa Senators to come in and, like I mentioned earlier, play a complete road game to get the victory over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Kachuk was one of four Senators to get multiple points in this one. Other guys, Tim Stutzler, Claude Giroux, and Ridley Gregg also get multi-point games. But at the end of the day, they won this game because of one man and one man only, and that's Jonas Corposalo, my first star of the game in this one. It seems like all a slumping goaltender needs to do in the NHL is go up against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And now whether they're slumping or not, the Penguins have made goaltenders look really good this season because they get a lot of opportunities. They get a lot of shots on goal. They get your save percentage up because they don't capitalize on them enough. Four of the Penguins' eight games this season, they have been held under three goals. That's two or less, and... It's not good enough for a Pittsburgh Penguins team that, while yes, they did build out the defensive side of the puck in their bottom six, you get Eric Carlson, you expect to score more than two goals a game. So they're going to need to get a little bit more potency on their attack because they're getting their chances. 
42 shots in this game, 40 of which Jonas Corposalo was able to save, but you need to be able to finish on those chances, capitalize on those opportunities. And I think one of the biggest issues is, and we talked about it last week on the show, you got to get a little bit dirtier. You got to score the dirty goals. Not every goal is going to be pretty for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And if you're going to score every goal in a pretty way, you're not going to score very many of them. You need to muck it up. You need to get goals in the dirty areas. You need to get rebound goals. You need to get deflection goals, which seemingly don't happen for the Pittsburgh Penguins this season. You need to find different ways to score other than just passing the puck around and that perfect passing play leading to a goal. You need to do a little bit more when it comes to creating more volatile, not volatile, more potent opportunities in the offensive zone. And then you won't have goaltenders coming in and you saying, wow, the goalie stole that one because you can only use that excuse for so long. And sometimes it's factual in this one, first period, Jonas Corposalo made all 22 saves. So to a point, it's factual, but you know we've said it about Corposalo. We said it about Peter Mrazek in the season opener. We said it about Dallas Stars' Jake Ottinger last week. We said it in the third period against the Detroit Red Wings when it was Vili Husso. You can only say it so many times before the one constant variable, the Pittsburgh Penguins' offensive attack, is realizing that it's the problem. So you need a little bit more potency on the offensive side. They're getting their opportunities. They just need to create them a little bit more, and they need to finish them a little bit more. But we're going to finish this episode off, uh, obviously, on, on a somber note. We had tragic news out of the EIHL over in England. Former Pittsburgh Penguin Adam Johnson has sadly passed away following an incident in the Nottingham Panthers game late last night. Johnson played with the Pittsburgh Penguins from 2018 to 2020, and when I think of him as a player, I think of the one crazy road trip back in the 2019-20 season. Uh, It was uh, at Minnesota and then at Winnipeg, but that at Minnesota game is the one that sticks out. Obviously, the Penguins won that one 7-4, but the reason it sticks out is Adam Johnson scores his first NHL goal. Sam Lafferty scores his first NHL goal. They get one from Joseph Blandisi. I mean, obviously, obscure name number one uh, of the three, but, you know, Adam Johnson's first NHL goal was uh, assisted by, you know, Zach Aston-Reese came in. It was off the rush. Rebound goal where he takes a half slapper from... (laughs) From the face-off dot on the left side, and you just you just love to see that, and, and it was really exciting for a guy in Adam Johnson, and and then of course he he continued to to play hockey up until this point, went over. This was his first year with uh, England or in England, excuse me, with the Nottingham Panthers, and then of course that happens last night, and we just send our thoughts and our prayers out to Johnson's family and friends, and it is obviously a very difficult thing that nobody should ever have to go through. And it is a reminder of how scary this game can be and how dangerous this game can be. And you just hope that Johnson didn't feel any pain at that point. It's a very brutal injury that he succumbed to, but obviously it's one that we are all thinking of with his family and his friends. But that's going to do it for this episode, and we'll see you guys next time.